Welcome back to the Bringing Me podcast. I hope that you're doing well. Um, I've been thinking about making like a permanent intro here. I've heard a lot of other podcasts do that where they have like a little prompt that's like, welcome to the Bringing Me podcast. Here we talk about life, love, happiness, blah, 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 blah. But I have no idea what to say. I feel like I need someone to write it for me because uh, me talking about myself in third person uh, is a little, little uncomfortable. And I guess I don't have to make it that way, but... I don't know. I've been thinking about um, doing like a little intro like that. Let me know what you think. Um, also, I would really love to do a Q&A episode in the near future. And I need to look into how you guys can send me voicemails and I can record the voicemails because I think that would be really fun and interactive and I would love to hear your voices. Um, so I'm going to look into that. If you're not following me on the Brie and Me podcast Instagram page, make sure you are because that's where I will post a link whenever I find one and whenever I do the Q&A. I would like to do a Q&A once a month or like once every two months because I think it would be a nice uh, kind of like a landing place where we can connect and interact. So yeah, anyway, I wanted to do an episode on how to get out of a funk or a slump, whatever you want to call it. Um... The last two years has been very weird for me, and I've talked about this a lot over on YouTube, and a lot of that too has been reflected in this podcast, because if you remember, if you've been following this podcast or listening since 2021, that's actually when I began this podcast and stopped, and then started, and then stopped, because right around the time that I had begun this podcast back in uh, fall of 2021, that's when I really started to like feel these uncomfortable feelings. And I still like, I still don't know what's going on. I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, I still feel like I'm working through a lot of things and I definitely don't have all of the answers. But over the last two years, because I've been in this weird transformative phase, I've had to pull myself out of it uh, more times than I can count. I was not expecting to get emotional talking about this. Uh, I think because I've been in such a low place just the last couple of weeks and I've worked so hard every time to pull myself out of it and and be more positive and look at the... Um, silver lining and things and just push forward it still is dragging me down so <laughs> I wanted to wait to make this uh episode until I had my shit together and to be honest I felt really great today until I started talking about it so here we are um anyway I'm gonna share some of the things that I do when I am in a slump that really do help me and I think I should dedicate the next two weeks to like doing these things even more uh, to help me because clearly I'm still feeling it. <laughs> um, I feel like it's been a very, it's been a roller coaster the last two years and to be honest, like I've had these roller coasters in the past and I've overcome them, you know, like and when I say roller coasters, I'm just talking about like my feelings and um, going through like low states or low or seasons that are harder than others um, or um, when I say seasons, I mean seasons of life and I've always, I've always pushed forward. I've always like been on top, you know, like, or come out on top eventually. And I do think that that is true for now as well. But I do think that this 
um, is one of the longer periods that I just didn't realize was still lingering. Um, I did start going to therapy at the beginning of the year, which has definitely helped. Mainly it's helped me understand rather than um, change things or progress. I don't, well, that's not true. I feel like I have changed things. I have progressed and whatever, but I feel like more than anything, it's just helped me understand myself more and understand like why I am the way that I am and stuff like that. But, um, I do think that that's helpful, but I also think that going to therapy can actually put you in a slump, which is what I wasn't expecting. Um, which I guess that's kind of, what's the word? Not oblivious, but I mean, it is oblivious, but there's a word delusional. I don't know. Like I think if you haven't gone to therapy, um, if you have like past traumas and things or a lot of inner work that you need to do, I think going into it with an open mind and being realistic and understanding that you could actually feel like lower afterwards. Anyway, let's get into the steps on how to get out of a slump um, because I need to do these things. Maybe we can do them together. I'm going to quickly just list the things that everyone's going to tell you and then I'm going to give you real tips. Um, Not to say that these aren't real tips that everybody talks about, but I feel like we've all heard them before. Get out in nature, move your body, take a shower, eat healthy. We all have heard these and they are uh, true. They will help you, Um, but I wanted to give you more tangible things that you can do in addition to these. I do like, especially no one talks about the taking a shower thing enough. It's kind of like drinking water. Like if your skin's irritated or you have a headache and someone says, did you drink any water? It's like an annoying thing to hear, but like, actually it really does help. Um, taking a shower is one of those things, especially when you are like in such a slump, taking care of yourself will really help you feel more confident and feel better. Even if it is 1%. So taking a shower, getting out in nature, making a healthy meal, preparing it for yourself, moving your body, going for a walk, all of those things really do help, even if it's 1% better. So those are the things that everyone will tell you. Now let's get into more nitty gritty things because I think we all already know those things. Okay, so first and foremost, something that helps me is letting myself feel my feelings for so long. Why I need to not get so emotional. Oh my gosh. That's one thing that I've noticed from going to therapy is I have been more emotional ever since because I think that I'm just allowing myself to feel because for so long I put on such a hard exterior to like be tough and whatever and now I'm realizing that like okay that's actually not being tough um that's just a way that I was like protecting myself and now I'm like I I'm like so emotional about so many things (laughs) so I was not expecting myself to be so emotional today so um and my first instinct is to like apologize for it and I shouldn't apologize for it I should just let it be you know but That's so funny that this is the first one on the list because it's let yourself feel your feelings. And lately I have been doing that. Like I'll see an emotional video and I'll let myself feel it instead of like holding it down and be like, toughen up, bitch. Like you, you're not a baby, you know? And instead like realizing it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel feelings. And it's so funny because growing up, my mom always told me it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. So I don't think it even... Well, I know where it comes from. It doesn't come from my childhood. It comes from something else. But yeah, feeling your feelings is really important. It's it's I think sitting with 
the feelings that you're feeling can help you just navigate them better and you can work through it then and you can tell your, you know, you can nurture your younger self in that way. It's important to be kind to yourself and and talk to yourself like your younger self. I feel like my inner voice is very critical and I'm working really hard to change that. And so instead of her being this critical bitch, um, I need to work on changing that voice to being my younger self and almost like that inner voice being your younger, your younger self. And then it's almost like you're having this back and forth conversation with her rather than this like judgmental, critical version of you that in my mind, I always think of that as like my best self, my elite self. That's like this person that I'm trying to be you know, trying to live up to her expectations. But really, if I if I think about it and change that version of me to my younger self, I want to live up to her expectations. And then it's just way more sweet. The relationship is a lot more softened and gentle. Coming back around to talk about feeling the feelings and letting yourself feel those feelings, I think it can be very therapeutic to just kind of sit in that um, at least for a day and let yourself feel the feelings. Um before just being like, okay, get over it. Let's move on. I think it's important to feel those feelings. And I think too, like while you're going through that process of feeling things, if you want to watch like your favorite comfort show, your favorite comfort movie, read a comfort book, be a little lazy, like love on yourself a little bit, do that little extra care. I feel like so many times we're so go, go, go. And like, we don't allow ourselves to have time to um, rest and recuperate. And a lot of times when I do take a break, it's not a planned break. And then I feel like I'm so behind and I'm anxious the entire time. And ultimately that's not resting because I'm not actually resting. I'm anxious and I'm thinking about the future and I'm thinking about all of the things that I'm not doing right now, which is now tacking on top of the stress and anxiety that's causing my slump in the first place. So just allowing yourself to have that time and be like, you know what? Today is going to be a me day. I'm going to love on me. I'm going to do what I need to do to just feel my feelings right now and love on my inner child and love on myself and doing what I need to do to take care of her right now. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I have get off of social media. Seriously, put your phone in another room, delete the apps. It literally takes one minute, two minutes tops to re-download an app, delete them off of your phone and just consume less content. Even if social media is a good thing for you overall, I think when we get into these slumps, more often than not, we find ourselves comparing, not even directly, but sometimes it can kind of like sneak in subconsciously. And also I find like, I'll see videos about people also being in a slump and then it also just like makes me feel worse it's like I almost like get into this cycle this like icky cycle of like yeah I feel that way too Meh. um sometimes I feel like a little bit of that is okay but if you find yourself like spiraling I think it's just really good to get off of social media and I think the time that you're off of social media is going to be different for everyone I have been feeling this need just this craving to be off of social media. And I really struggle with that because uh, social media is my job. <laughs> so like I have to show up. I feel like I haven't had like a real break 
in 10 years because I've had to show up. And then even the times where I have taken a break, I felt the stress of like, well, you're not posting, you're not posting, you should be posting. And so even the rest isn't real rest. I'm just like anxious during that time. So especially if you don't have to post on social media for work, which I feel like most of us do, because even if you're not a content creator, most people do have to be online for their job now, which is insane. Um, If you have a small business, you're just expected to have like your online portfolio. So there's definitely this demand to like show up publicly online and it is exhausting. And sometimes it's like, I just want to unplug and like, disappear for like a month uh and lately I felt like oh I just want to disappear for like a year just to like figure out who I am you know um but uh I don't know how to do that (laughs) considering uh this is my career um but my advice for you is if you are feeling the things that I am explaining Getting off of social media is so difficult, but I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I highly recommend it, especially like when you are feeling in that slump, there is nothing better and it's hard. It is hard to stay away from your phone. And that's why I recommend deleting the apps completely off of your phone because then there won't be as much of a pull. But like even this morning, I had a morning routine and my morning routine, it sucks right now and I'm trying to change it. Very, very side note here, but I found this trail that's like literally right behind my house. And I've been saying how I really want to like wake up in the morning, make my cup of coffee and take my dog for a walk. But one of the things that has been preventing me from doing that is the fact that we would have to get in the car to drive to the trail, even though the trail's only like five minutes away. Something about like getting in the car first thing in the morning just like turns me off and it is not the vibe. Like I just want to walk out barefoot and like be in nature. I had no idea that this trail was right behind my house and within walking distance. And I'm so excited to like have my new morning routine. Anyway, this morning I'm sitting on my back porch and I told myself, okay, we are going to have one cup of coffee on the porch with the dog. The only app you can use is like the podcast app to listen to like Jay Shetty or something like that. And then we're going to go for a walk. And then when you come back, then you can check your social media. That time of me just sitting on the back porch, listening to a podcast, was incredibly difficult for me to not open up social media. I've gotten in such a habit of doing it first thing in the morning. And I think maybe like a minimum 20 times I would like think about it and go to grab my phone. It's like a drug. I mean, it's not like a drug addiction, but you know what I mean? It's like an addiction. So that's why I recommend completely deleting the apps off of your phone, whether it be for a day, a week, a month, whatever you think that you need. And I also recommend watching um, some YouTube videos of people that have done this where they have like completely gone off social media for like a year, especially like if you don't have to create content on social media. Like I say this all the time. If I wasn't creating content, there's no way that I would be on social media. I do believe that social media can do good. There's a lot of good with social media. Let's be honest. There is a lot. And that's why all of us are on it. That's why I'm even able to make this podcast and connect with people all over the world. Um, But with the good comes bad. And so um, when you're in a slump, it can be kind of toxic. And there's something about just like disconnecting and reconnecting with yourself. And it that is so special. And it like clears your mind and... um, Yeah. Anyway, I highly recommend that. I think it's so important. Anytime that I've done it for a a little bit of time, it has like made me feel incredible. 
my sister too, who I really want to have her on the podcast, but she lives in Alabama. So we have to figure out the logistics of that. But she goes through times where she's just not on social media for like months and like she thrives. So um, I'd love to talk with her about that and give uh, get some insight from her. Um, the next thing is make a vision board. I love making vision boards and I get questions about it all the time because I actually print out my vision boards and I make them my bookmarks. I put them around my house and they're just very inspiring. And speaking of my sister, I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing this. I'll check with her ahead of time to make sure before putting this in the podcast. So if you're hearing it, she's approved it. Um, but she was going through quite a rough time and I told her about making a vision board like because she was talking about like all these things that she wanted to do and like Sometimes like when you're in such a rut and you have this vision of yourself, it can seem so far away that it's like, I like that's never going to happen. That's how it can feel. But sometimes like just making a vision board and putting it out there is a visual representation of what your dreams are and what your goals are and what you want to achieve in this lifetime. And so it becomes more tangible and it's almost like a subconscious thing that it's like a constant reminder of what you really want. So I told her, make a vision board and she didn't really understand. So I showed her my secret Pinterest vision board that I made and I told her like, it's not just one thing you know like it's not just like set in stone I continually add photos to this uh Pinterest board and it continues to grow and like I can refine it and the pictures are meaningful to me specifically so like say I see a picture of I don't know let's say a girl on the beach in her sweatshirt like that has so many different meanings to me it doesn't just mean I want to go to the beach and wear a sweatshirt, it can mean to me the freedom to be able to go to the beach at sunset when I want to. Or it can mean I want to live somewhere where I am close to the beach, where someone could have the same photo and it can mean I want to vacation to the beach. I want that sweatshirt specifically, you know, or I love the hair on the person. Like I want hair that's like similar. One photo can mean something completely different to everyone. So it's very, very personal. Um, So I kind of went through my vision board and I showed my sister all these different photos and it inspired her. She made her own vision board. She's checked off like this was two months ago, maybe three months ago. She's checked off so many different things off of her vision board. Maybe that could be a good uh, episode specifically on like how she's like a go-getter with these things because I just can't even believe like all the things that she's already doing and I'm so glad that this vision board has inspired her so I encourage you to do the same so let me break down how I do it really quickly um basically I make the vision board on Pinterest and like a way that I find the photos that I want is like so let's reference the like beach photo I will search like girl beach sweatshirt aesthetic And then all of these different pictures will pop up. That's how I can get very specific aesthetic pictures that I'm looking for. And then once you've built um, quite a variety on that board, then you can look for more ideas that Pinterest will recommend to you in that board. And it just grows from there. Then I make a collage. So there are a lot of different ways that you can go about this. Um, Nowadays, all of us are so savvy with like photo editing apps and things like that. I use PicMonkey, which is how I make my YouTube thumbnails. So for me, I just make it in a 
um, like rectangle shape and I put the pictures in there and just like make a little collage. You can use Canva. You can actually use like Instagram stories and add photos in there to make a collage. Just don't post it if you don't want to and just save it to your phone. That There's like so many different apps out there I'm sure that you can like make a different collage then you can save that collage to your computer you can make it your wallpaper on your computer you can make it the wallpaper on your phone you can print it out you can so what I did is I sent it to Walgreens for 25 cents and printed it there and now I have different sizes of that photo of the collage so I have like a I think it's a four by six size that I've made my bookmark for all of my books and I made my vision board at the beginning of the year in January and then re Recently, I made a new one for summer and I've decided that I think I want to do one for every season. How fun would that be? Because I just, I've noticed that I just kind of like live through the seasons. Like I just try to embrace each season as it comes. I do say that while also being obsessed with fall. Like right now I'm so, I'm going fall decor shopping literally tomorrow. But um, that's just because I'm excited for it. I'm still embracing the summertime. I'm still going to go out on the boat with my husband and like wear bikinis and shorts and eat watermelon and embrace it while also being excited for fall. But with that being said, I think making a seasonal vision board would be so much fun. And it like, especially like for my bookmark, I like to like read books that are specific to the season that I'm in. So like right now I'm where I'm reading like all of my like summer romance books. So I've got like my summer vision board going. Then come fall, I want to make a whole fall vision board that I can print out and be my bookmark. So it can just inspire that season. And then we can do like Christmas time and then we can do new year all over again. And it's just so much fun. And it's really, it's inexpensive. If you want to print it at Walgreens, you can also look up Walgreens coupons. I think like my one four by six was going to be like 45 cents. And then I had a coupon, got it for 25 cents. It was the first time that I've like paid like an actual quarter for something. And since I was like a kid, it was so much fun. But I highly recommend that and putting it around your house. I've got one by the speedometer in my car. It's the background on my phone. It just helps remind you of the things that you truly want and desire and the goals that you want. Like on the beginning of or on the vision board for my January vision board was a pot was the podcast it showed a picture of Kristen Cavallari sitting at a mic which I love her she's so inspiring everything that she's done with her businesses and the podcast that she and Stephen Coletti did loved it it was phenomenal and I'm really praying that they continue something um in the podcast form but I had that on there I had like an on-air neon sign just to represent doing the podcast because I had wanted to like started up again for so long and and there was literally not even really like a conscious decision I think the week before I made the podcast is when I was like okay I'm doing it again let's do it and here we are and I'm not saying oh it's because of my uh vision board blah 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 I mean, maybe it could be all I know is I put it on the vision board and I've been thinking about it and I keep looking at that damn picture every damn day and here we are making podcasts. So anyway, there's something to it. At the very least, it's inspiring and pretty to look at. Okay, this one I think is also pretty well known, but clean your space. A messy space is a messy mind. This 
rings so true for me. Anytime there's any clutter around me, I swear I cannot think straight. I need everything to be tidy because then I just feel like my mind is clear. Even if you aren't like a very detail-oriented person or like a neat freak or something along those lines, just having a clean kitchen, having a clean counter space, having laundry, even if the laundry isn't done, but just like organized into a hamper or two hampers or in a pile, like just having like even an organized mess can help just make you feel a little bit more clear-minded. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Maybe that's also why I'm like in a funk. My space is not clean, but I do feel like when it is clean, it helps me. Um, this next one's great. Develop a routine of healthy habits. Build confidence by following through. If you want more info on this topic, check out my last episode on healthy habits that changed my life because I talk about this a ton. So I'll kind of reiterate some of the things that I talked about in that because it will help you get out of a slump. And it has helped me because I feel like I, last week when I recorded that episode, I felt a lot lower than I do now, even though I just cried on this. But um, I have in the last week tried to like change my routines and habits and things. Um, so when you follow through with a promise that you've made for yourself, uh, it helps you build your confidence. And when you build your confidence, you not only become a better version of who you are for you, but then it helps you become a better individual just in society. You become a better friend, a better daughter, a better wife, girlfriend, um, best friend, whatever. And being more confident overall just helps you move through life um, just lighter. Like it just feels like there's less pressure on you because you've followed through with different promises that you've made yourself for yourself and it, it really, it feels fantastic. So um, in a way that you can do that is with your habits and your routines. And even if you're not a very routine person, this is something that like Ruben and I like randomly talk about is like how organized and like routine oriented I am. And he's like the complete opposite, but there, and there's some like flexibility with that too, because I think if you're too rigid, it can actually cause stress, but having good healthy habits that you incorporate on the daily and a routine, it doesn't have to be your whole day is like planned out for you and it's like time by time by time, that can work for some people. But even if it's just the morning time or the night time or like when you make lunch for yourself, you have like a routine or something, having some routine that you follow through with and a goal that like, say say it's like a goal that you have to like stay off your phone for 30 minutes in the morning, following through with that, when you're done, you're going to feel so proud of yourself that you followed through with that little task and it will help you build that self-confidence because say you didn't do it and tomorrow you're like, okay, I really need to do that. I didn't do that yesterday, so let me do it today. You already are self-doubting yourself because you didn't do that yesterday and you didn't do it for three weeks prior to that either. So follow through the little tasks. And you, if you feel like 30 minutes is too long, do do 10 minutes. Tell yourself, I'm not going to do this for 10 minutes and follow through with that. It will feel incredible. That's just kind of a small example, but I wanted to give you a small example just to show you that it doesn't have to be some like big grand 
life-changing routine because I feel like everyone talks about their routines or at least like the podcast that I listen to people talk about their routines and like wellness things and it can be a little overwhelming people are doing cold plunges and saunas and they're running and they're exercising weightlifting doing yoga like they're doing all the things and it can be like whoa I'm doing nothing how can I even get started that's how you can get started. The smallest little task. You don't have time for an hour walk. You don't have time to get in your 10,000 steps. Start with a five minute walk. Start with a quick walk after each meal. Start with, you know, start very small. Something that you realistically is like so insanely simple and easy that it's so easy that you can achieve it. And then when you do, That's that one little building block of self-confidence to help you move through life and to get to the next step. Okay, this one is about just staying present. And people talk about this all the time, but I feel like I should just expand a little bit more. When you think about having anxiety and being anxious, that means you're thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past instead of thinking about the present moment. There's a quote out there that talks about how when there, say there's like a, a an event that's going to happen um, that is, it sounds like it's going to be like a terrible event that you're, you're like leading up for the event or even the possibility of like a negative event happening. I'm trying to think of an example, but nothing's coming to mind right now. The quote basically says, and of course I don't know who it is, but the quote says something along the lines of, you suffer more in thinking about this potential thing happening than if the event were to actually happen. If that were to happen, you would have suffered less because it would have happened and then it would have been done with. But we have now spent hours, days, weeks, months, years anxious over this potential event that might not even happen. So you are creating this suffering for yourself. Um, Same with like the past. Like if there's something in your past that like haunts you it's something that like you can have peace with and move on because it's something that you can't change and then move on from knowledge so now you can live in the present um I'm saying all this like oh this is what you do I I fucking sit here and think about the past and the future all the damn time so this is preaching to the choir but I think what's helped me too is just like spiritually, I think about it in the way of like, you know, God wants me to be present. God, this is the life that we have been given right now. So why am I spending right now worried about the future or the past when my life is happening right now? It's not going to get better if I sit here and like worry about things. Um, So that's just food for thought and maybe just more of a reminder that when we are in a slump, sometimes it can be like an actual event that has happened, like say someone passes away or got laid off or, you know, whatever it may be. Those are actual things that like, like actual events that have taken place, but say it's more worry and anxiety and things like that. This can hope, this can hopefully be a reminder to, try to be more present because life is happening right now and worrying about it is just causing more suffering than the suffering, than than the actual potential suffering. You know what I'm trying to say? I feel like that was like a very 
weird way of explaining it, but I hope that that made sense. Um, and that's something that I always try to remind myself of because I'm such a planner. I'm such a, okay, got to do this, then this, then this, then this. And so I'm constantly thinking about like staying on task because if I need, if I get off task, then I'm screwed. And it's like, and then I think about like future things. And if I don't do this, well, then that future thing is fucked. And it's like, calm down, (laughs) calm down, live right now. Cause right now I am amongst things that I have prayed for thinking about the things that we currently have. The simple things are our basic needs met. I've, I've been listening to, um, Kaylin Nicholson's podcast and her YouTube channel. I love her. And in one of the podcast episodes, she talked about that. She talked about having your basic needs met and how a lot of times we have all of these like just grand goals. And especially with social media, there's so much comparison and you see um, people achieving big things or owning certain things or whatever it may be. And so it's easy to then get in your head and think, oh, I want those things and I need those things. When in reality, if our basic needs are met, we are content. These are the main things that we need, you know? Um, I also listened to, well, I didn't listen to it. I saw it on TikTok, but it's um, Taylor Lautner and his wife, Taylor. I love that they have the same name, which by the way, to my Swifty listeners, um, that music video premiere in Kansas City at the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert. And with everyone that was in the music video coming out, Taylor Lautner doing the backflips and like just saying all those things that he said about Taylor Swift, just the sweetest thing ever. It melted my heart. And anyway, because I was like watching that, I ended up getting like my feed changed to like Taylor Lautner and his wife Taylor's podcast and like snippets of them. You know how the algorithm works. Well, anyways, they have a podcast called The Squeeze and a a snippet came up from one of their episodes where he's and he quoted this from someone else. So I don't know who the original person was that said this, but he was basically asking his wife, you know, if I if I gave you 10 million dollars right now, like, would you be happy? Would it like you know, change your life. And she was like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course I'd be happy. And he was like, you know, would that make it so that like you weren't really stressed for a little bit? Like, you know, all the negative things could happen to you, but like, would it matter? And she was like, no, like I'd be, I'd be pretty sad. I'd be pretty happy. And he was like, okay, well, what if I told you, if I gave you $10 million, it means you wouldn't wake up tomorrow morning. And she was like, well, of course, like I wouldn't take the money. I'd rather wake up. And he was like, okay, so then why would we not be as grateful for just waking up and like living our life. The fact that we are even here is incredible. It's, it's a miracle that we're even here. I forgot the statistic. It's like one, like 500 billion or something like of a chance of that we're like here on this earth. So why are we taking it for granted? I believe we have one life and when it's put in that perspective, it's just, it kind of like opened up my mind and I ended up putting it on my Instagram page. And now, oh, it scared the shit out of me. Fireworks. Side note, my dog is not afraid of fireworks and I'm so thankful for that. It does not phase her at all. But if I turn on the oven, you better believe she's running upstairs. I don't know what pretzel has against the oven, but she's terrified of that and not fireworks. 
Anyways, um, now I need to go listen to the squeeze because that snippet alone was like, oh, I just it it really resonated with me and was like what I needed to hear because a lot of times I'm just like in my head all the time thinking about things and like really when it comes down to it, if I had the choice to pick ten million dollars and not wake up tomorrow morning, I would pick not having the money and just living my life as is. So why why am I not excited to be living? You know, in that, not that I'm not excited to be living, but why am I not as excited about life in that way? Like I should be more excited about like a simple life rather than having $10 million because to most of us living on is more precious. I thought I'd share that with you guys. Check out their podcast. I haven't checked it out yet. I just saw that snippet and now I need to go follow them. Um, And also check out Kaylin Nicholson's podcast too. I think it's Coffee Talks with Kaylin or something. The last and final thing I have on this list, uh, they kind of contradict each other and I'll get into it, but I have donate your time to help others or take time for you. So I'll start with the first one, donate your time for others. So a lot of times we can be very selfish and a lot of our priorities are selfish. Um, and so sometimes stepping away from that and like donating time to help other people can help and like being there for other people that need, need help. Right. That's definitely very valuable. I tagged on the second part because I think the most important part about that is that it has to be a genuine want. If you're being forced to do that, that's defeating the purpose. And I bring that up because there was a time where I was going through a lot and I was just expressing that I was stressed. And a lot of times when I'm going through things, there's like, I'm not going to specify the things because a lot of times it includes other people or I I think most times it includes other people. Anyway, I don't share that stuff because it's very personal and I keep people out of my, like I just keep my business off of the internet. I'll share what I'm comfortable sharing, but like it's always a very surface level sugar-coated version. So I mentioned these things and someone told me like in a very like passive aggressive way about how I was being spoiled and self-absorbed and I, I really needed to like donate my time and like go help other people. And while I get like, I definitely see how that is beneficial. Um, for others, it's beneficial for even yourself, like even looking at it in a selfish way, like that can be helpful. Um, what she didn't know is at the time I was stretched so fucking thin and also was going through a lot of other family issues at the time where I, like my physical time was being, stretched so thin with that situation where I had zero time for myself and then hearing that on top of that was like the cherry on the Sunday. and basically she was saying like oh I need to be doing more for others when in reality I was and she had no idea so with all of that being said that is why I also tacked on taking time for yourself because if you are in a similar situation where you are stretched so thin you feel like you are doing everything for everyone else and you are putting yourself last, um, raise your hand if you're a people pleaser, I think that is when it's okay to take that time for yourself because sometimes we can be stretched so thin and we can put ourselves last on the list and it's important that we truly put ourselves first in order 
to support others and in order to show up for other people. If we aren't taking care of ourselves, there's no way that we can be there for others in the way that they need us to be or in the way that we want to be. We can't serve others if we are putting ourselves last on the list. I think that's definitely like a people-pleasing problem that I have is that I just... Like, I think I'm doing a good thing and I think that I'm helping others, but like I put myself last, even though no one has asked me to do that. It's just automatically what I do. And then at the end, I'm like resentful because I'm like upset that I'm struggling because I've now put everybody else before me instead of like taking care of me first. And then I'm mad. And it's like, that's my own problem. I did that to myself. So anyway, that last one on my list, I think can go one of two ways, depending on where you are in your journey and where you are in your life, whether it be you feel like you aren't doing enough for other people, maybe donating your time, helping like a a homeless shelter or helping like a local organization, something where you can like donate your time and energy, um, could be very beneficial to you. But if you are stretched so thin currently with like helping others in other ways, stepping back and putting yourself first and giving yourself some alone time can be very helpful. So depending on your situation and what you're going through in your life right now, I would pick one of those two things. And of course, all of that is on top of the typical get outside, go for a walk in nature, move your body, take a shower, eat healthy, all of the typical get out of a slump things. But I hope that this was helpful. Um, I literally was just about to say sorry for getting emotional. I need to not apologize for it. I need to just like be. Um, and I truly think like I, I I really feel like I'm ready to take some sort of social media break and I need to figure out how to do that. Even if like I, don't, I just I don't know. I have to work through that and see how I can do that because I feel like I need that break to be able to show up better. However, like there are certain like social media apps that like don't cause me any negativity. Like one of them is this podcast. Like if I were to take like a social media break, I would still show up and do this podcast because this is bringing me so much joy and it's the community aspect to this has just been so refreshing. Um, Another app that I like love that brings me joy is Pinterest. Like nothing on Pinterest like bothers me. It like has truly only gives me like inspiration. It's something about like the posting aspect and like having to show up physically on the internet is been it's been very stressful the last couple of years. It just feels like I really need a good break to just disconnect, but I don't know how to do that when that's my job. So that's something that I'll be trying to figure out and work on going forward. Um, but head on over to the Instagram page at Bree Me Podcast and let us know on the most recent post. Um what you do to get out of a slump. If there's anything that I didn't talk about here that you do that really helps you, I would love to see what that is over on Instagram. We can all kind of talk over there. Again, the Instagram page is at Brianne Me Podcast. Um, I also am putting this on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate you guys listening in. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Also, don't forget to leave a rating and review. I've been reading your reviews on the Apple Podcasts app and I'm just, I'm so thankful. I really appreciate you guys taking your time to write out the review and say so many sweet things. I just, I, 
I'm really thankful and grateful for you guys. So thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't left a rating or review yet, you can do it on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down to kind of like the bottom. I don't think it's like all the way at the bottom, but you just press write a review. You rate the podcast and then write like a little blurb about um, how much you hopefully like it. And then over on Spotify, I think it's just a rating. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much for those of you guys that took time out of your day to do that. It really supports the show. And just, just thank you so much for doing that. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys on next week's episode. Thank you.